What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. You know what? It would probably help if I unmuted myself. Hey, it's Monday morning. Hello, live or, well, whatever day that you were listening here on the Brian or whatever time. Oh, dear Lord. Should I start all over again? Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive uh, here on the uh, beautiful campus of uh, Brian Hanks Estates. That's right. We were at Chris Hatcher Estates uh, this past uh, Friday, but we are back home in the plush well lit and may i say warm studio i gotta tell you kind of didn't really talk about it a lot on a friday at the at the uh spring fling which by the way man gotta talk about that here a little coming up here in a little bit just the blast that we had out there but uh man it is much warmer in here than it was out there friday morning now the crazy thing was and this is what i told a couple of people to wait let me tell you you're listening to the brian hank show this is episode 834 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday, April the 3rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, you want to know about my boys, uh, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey? Well, by God, they will be joining me in the second hour, at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We've got you quite the show. I'll, I'll circle back to uh, the spring fling here in a moment. Let me tell you something. We've got a very fun show for you today. Kind of a historic show, too. We'll get to that in a moment. But, uh, listen, joining me on the Spence Automotive guest line in less than, uh, about 15, 18 minutes from now is going to be the, he's our regular Monday guest. He's a Dean of sports talk here in Eastern North Carolina. He hosts the very popular, the drive with Mark Panicelli. Well, guess what? It's Mark Panicelli. He'll be joining us. Like I said, uh, just to talk about everything, man, have, did we have a weekend of sports, uh, from the NCAA tournaments. That's right. Not just the men's tournament, the women's tournament, which I can't wait to see the numbers come out for yesterday's game. My gut tells me, and yes, I know that uh, the men's tournament final is going to be on, uh, I, I'm assuming it's on CBS. I'm pretty sure it's on CBS. I'm not so sure the women's tournament isn't going to garner a bigger number for, or a bigger ratings number than, uh, than the men's did, or the men's is going to tonight. Because, uh, heck, even I watch, I don't even, and nothing against women's basketball. I don't want to have people calling my bosses, talking about how I'm denigrating women's sports because I'm not, I, I enjoy some, I enjoy women's soccer. I can watch some women's basketball, but just never really been a, uh, I don't know, a, a women's basketball uh, fan, whether WNBA, even though I covered it for about four years, I covered the Charlotte sting when I was with the Gaston Gazette or even women's NCAA basketball since Virginia has not been that great over the past few years. I used to watch Virginia a little bit, but, uh, I had to watch some of the, uh, Caitlin Clark show. Now I didn't get to watch any of the semifinals, I guess on Friday, but I did watch some of the championship game yesterday. And, uh, I mean, she's impressive. 
she's impressive. Uh, I guess she's, you know, going to be, she's one of those players that only come around every 10 or 12 years or so, but you know what? She didn't win the championship. And, uh, we'll get more into this with Mark, uh, with Mark Panicelli when he joins us. Cause I, although I will say this and I'll say the same thing when I have Mark on in a little bit, I know Angel Reese from, uh, LSU did the little you, John Cena, you can't see me face and then pointed at her ring finger to uh, show she's getting a ring and man, people were just freaking out on social media yesterday and including some of my friends, I'm not going to name names, but uh, some of my friends were uh, joining in on it. Did you not watch Caitlin Clark during the entire tournament? And bear in mind, I didn't see any of her live action stuff until yesterday because, again, I had other stuff to do at the time. But I have seen all the of her doing that to South Carolina, of in the waning moments of the game against undefeated South Carolina, of her doing the the John Cena, you can't see me waving her hand in front of her face and, uh, and just basically mocking South Carolina when she did it. Oh my God, this is so cool. Look, look at this, uh, spunky little player, blah, blah, blah. And then when Angel Reese for LSU does it yesterday, oh my God, she doesn't have any sportsmanship and you know, she's poorly coached and all this. <sighs> Don't make me point out the obvious here, guys. Okay. If you're one of those people that uh was you know that's complaining about angel reese doing it but was just it was just so classy and it was so spunky when uh caitlin clark was doing it i don't really need to point out the obvious there listen i don't think i didn't think it was sportsmanlike when caitlin clark was doing it okay i thought that it was uh i don't know man i just i didn't think it was very sportsmanlike so uh if you again you're, you're kind of revealing yourself a little bit if you are someone that, uh, you know, that had a problem with it when Angel Reese was doing it, but uh, have no problem with it when Caitlin Clark's doing it. So we'll just leave that at that. But congratulations to LSU. And uh, they're, they're very well-dressed. Well, I don't know if well-dressed would be the term that I would use. But uh, even Linda was watching the end of it last night with me, and she's like, what is that coach wearing? And I just didn't even know what to tell her. I mean, uh, just that's the way she is. She was that way when she was at Baylor. She's that way now. And uh, it was uh, very interesting, to say the least. I did watch some of the post game on uh, Friday night. And uh, and thank you, Linda. Linda liked it that Angel did it. I agree, too. Well, I don't know if I liked it. I think it was unsportsmanlike. But for both of them, not just for Angel, but for Caitlin, too. And, and thank you, Linda. Thank you for piping in there. But uh, I, I liked, I, I kind of liked that Kim Mulkey, you know, was a very, I don't know, again, well-dressed. I'm not sure that's the term that I want to use there, but she had interesting outfits. We'll leave it at that. But it was, I got to tell you, uh, women's basketball, women's NCAA basketball, uh, very eye-catching eye this year. I don't know if it has to do with just the personalities that are there that South Carolina actually, I mean, who was supposed to, by the way, I heard this thing, uh, NC or, uh, uh, ESPN had like, I don't know, two million, two and a half million brackets that were turned in for the women's, uh, tournament. I mean, they had like 20 million for the men's, but two and a half million for the women's tournament, which is incredible and which is awesome. Congratulations. That, that is very cool. Of the two and a half million, ninety-one percent picked uh, South Carolina to win the national championship. Uh, hardly any picked LSU or uh, Iowa to do that. 
So I just thought that was kind of cool that uh, that ninety one percent picked South Carolina. So South Carolina getting knocked out on uh, on in Friday's semifinals by Iowa. That was a pretty big deal. Obviously, it's a, a huge deal. And uh, I can't wait to see what the numbers are, especially uh, with this new star, Caitlin Clark. And I'm going to ask Mark the same question, and maybe he's a little more attuned to women's basketball and women's sports than I am. But I got to tell you, and I hate to admit this, and this is where I guess uh, some people who might be listening right now are going to roll their eyes at me a little bit, but I'd never heard of Caitlin Clark until the NCAA tournament started until she had those back-to-back 40-point games, I guess, in the Elite Eight. And then in the in the uh, final four win against South Carolina, so uh, hey, good for her, good for women's basketball. Let's see, that would be really cool if this kind of uh, popularity extends over into the WNBA. But we'll see about that. Can't wait to talk about all this with uh, Richard Clark tomorrow too. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So there you go. Uh, that's your. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about it with uh, Mark. Like I said, uh, here in a few minutes. But uh, that's our first hour guest is Mark Panicelli. And again, we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk about the NASCAR race in Richmond yesterday. Yeah, another freaking Chevy and Hendrick Motorsports win. Doggone it. Uh, we'll maybe even get some Hurricanes talk in. That's right. Linda and I are going to go see uh, the Hurricanes tomorrow night. She's got me tickets up against the glass. I can't wait. We're going to go out to eat at a fancy restaurant before the game. It was my Christmas present from her. I can't wait. So I'll tell you all about that Wednesday morning when we get back from it. But I uh, can't wait for uh, that tomorrow. Uh, and again, we'll talk about the Hurricanes. They are holding on to that number two spot. And as you heard uh, Paul say on Friday, Pretty important for them to stay in that two-hole uh, because they do not want to get knocked down to the three and uh, end up having to play uh, teams they don't want to play in the playoffs. So, Mark Panicelli coming up here in less than 10 minutes. In our second hour, I was talking earlier about uh, kind of a historic show. It really is. Uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to welcome the hardest working woman in Lenore County into our plush, well lit studio, the incredible Richie Honeycutt from Lenore Community College. She is the director of communications. She's got like nine titles. Seriously, I could fill the next three minutes just talking about her titles at LCC. But she's going to be joining us in our second hour. And the reason, I mean, we don't really have to have a reason to have her on here. We love her so much, but. She is going to help us celebrate the 65th anniversary. Today is the 65th anniversary of the founding of Lenore Community College, and she is going to join us, like I said, live right here in our studio. We're going to talk about LCC. We're going to talk about all the great things that's going on, but she's going to give us a little bit of a history lesson too. So uh, pretty excited about that to have our good friend and just incredible, incredible uh, person in Richie Honeycutt join us. Let's let's, uh, hit a couple of our sponsors here real quick. Arendo Parrot Academy is the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston. Parrot draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. Thank you, Jonathan. I got to tell you, I've had my life insurance with Woman Life for more than 10 years and I absolutely could not be happier with it. 
I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one right here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring The Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. It's right beside Highland Furniture across from Cell Auto Mall. And uh, finally, we've got to thank our title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show, Lenore Community College today, the 65th anniversary of the founding of Lenore Community College. And uh, listen, for all of those 65 years, LCC's helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, uh, Richie Hunnica in our second hour will be joining us live here in the studio to talk about Lenore Community College and their 65 years. She's going to give us a little history lesson. I'm looking forward to that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Every time she joins us, uh, it's always a fun time here on the Brian Hank Show. Okay, uh, let's jump into uh, sports from the weekend. And uh, how about Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans? Let me tell you how good the Pelicans are playing, who uh, won at home their seventh win in their last eight games. They've won two in a row now, too, but seven in their last eight games and have firmly got themselves into the uh, to the uh, playoffs. They're definitely in the play-in game. And they have a really good chance to get into the playoffs itself. But, uh, man, Brandon, again, just amazing. Saturday night versus the L.A. Clippers, they win 122-114. to 114. Brandon started. He had 36 points, four rebounds, eight assists with only one turnover in 39 minutes. I'd say he's come back pretty good from that toe injury for sure. They are right now, as we sit here on uh, Monday, April the 3rd, they are in eighth place in the West. But... Check this out. I mean, at 40 and 38, they're only a half game out of fifth place. How crazy is that? Fifth place means you're not having to play in the play-in tournament, that uh, you're uh, you're firmly ensconced into the playoffs, and on top of all that, that means you're, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be playing a best-of-seven series instead of having to be in a play-in tournament. They have four games left. Uh, I about said the Ingrams. <laughs> the uh, Pelicans. You could call them the Ingrams if you want to. Uh, uh, they have three straight home games uh, beginning Tuesday at home versus Sacramento, who is firmly ensconced in their position in third place in the West. you got to think that uh, Sacramento at New Orleans, that maybe they're not going to put the full roster out there. They're Wednesday at home against Memphis. Memphis pretty well locked into where they are, too. And then Friday at home versus the New York Knicks. They wrap up the regular season Sunday at Minnesota. And I got to tell you, like I said, at 40 and 38 and a half game out of fifth place, can they can they win three of those four? And I don't even know who it would be. If they could go four, no, of course, that would be amazing. And I mean, I think put put them firmly in fifth place in the Western Conference. But goodness gracious, alive. 
And this has been on Brandon's shoulders, too. If they could win all four of those, that'd be amazing. But I think if they go three and one, uh, that would put them at 43 and 39. I think that would really, uh, that would put them in the top six in the West and not have to play in the play in tournament. And just uh, Brandon is just, I saw a stat the other day. It was just amazing just how well he's played. And uh, he's averaging like 32 points a game over the past uh, nine, 10 games or so. And especially, like I said, they've won seven of their last eight. Uh, and Brandon has been the reason for that. So congratulations to them. Can't wait to watch them uh, on the ticket over uh, the next uh, four games. And, I, and listen, this tells you everything you need to know. Linda, who is not particularly a sports fan at all, every night over the last four or five nights has been, has been like, hey, when does Brandon play again? So she has even got uh, sucked into this too. So there you go. That's the good news for our Kinston connection. Here's the bad news for our Kinston connection. Uh, Reggie Bullock and the 11th place Dallas Mavericks basically just playing out the string right now. Now, don't get it twisted. If they were, they're 37 and 42 last night or last night. They're 37 and 42 right now, but they lost both their games over the weekend. Uh, they lost Saturday at Miami, 129 to 122, and then they lost last night. Watch some of that game last night. 132 to 130 in overtime at Atlanta, a, a bad Atlanta team. And uh, like I said, we're swept over the weekend. Reggie started both games. Uh, he played 23 minutes on uh, Saturday and had two points, two rebounds, three assists. And then he played last night and started last night too, had eight points, five assists, or five rebounds and a steal in 20 minutes. Uh, they're one game back out of the play-in uh, tournament. They really need to win all three of their games, and they're going to be tough, too. Well, uh, a couple of them are going to be tough. They are, uh, they have three home games to end the regular season, though, so a good chance for them to uh, to, to go 3 0. But I, like I said, I think they're going to have to go 3 0 over these last three games to uh, make it into the, just the play in tournament. Uh, they play at home, they're off until Wednesday. They take on Sacramento at home on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, Sacramento is at Brandon in New Orleans tomorrow. Then they're at Reggie and uh, Dallas on Wednesday. They're at home against Chicago on Friday, and then they take on the terrible San Antonio Spurs on Sunday. Doesn't matter. They they need to win these last three games to uh, even have a chance, and then I don't even know if that would even get them in anyway. But uh, good luck to Reggie and the Mavericks. Uh, communicated with him a couple of times over the past uh, week or so and hoping to have him on the show when the season is complete. For them, give him probably a week to cool off and just kind of get his opinion on the playoffs and all that. Or if they make the playoffs, hopefully they make the playoffs and uh, then we'll get a chance to talk to him, uh, hopefully during the playoffs. But uh, there's your uh, NBA update. Uh, LCC baseball, man, uh, got to brag on them a little bit, uh, not just a little bit. They've now won seven in a row. They're 22 and 10 overall, uh, 14 and 5. In uh, Region 10, they are playing some of their – well, they're playing their best baseball of the season, and this is absolutely the time to do it. Uh, they swept Fayetteville Tech over the weekend. Now, they moved up their Saturday games to Friday, so I didn't get a chance to go see them. Uh, they lost – or they beat – they beat the Trojans of Fayetteville Tech 5-1 uh, to one and 4-2 to two on Friday, and then they won yesterday in Fayetteville 5-1. to one. So, uh, congratulations. Again, seven wins in a row. They host Pitt Community College this Wednesday at 2. They've only got one game this whole week because of the Easter break, and that is Wednesday at 2 at uh, Lancer Field. Going to absolutely positively do my best to be out there for that. I've not got to see them in a few weeks and uh, need to get back out there to talk to them. 
But I tell you what, I have a, uh, this is a, a, little, a short little video that, uh, our, that uh, Gary Smith did after the Friday games on, or after the Friday sweep. And uh, let, let's hear from him. Happy Friday, Lancer Nation. Haven't talked to y'all in a while. Kids played really well today. Against a talented uh, Fayetteville Tech team, winning both games. Uh, a lot of big hits. Kevin Jones with the home run. James Wynn with big two RBI single game two. Uh, go back down there on Sunday. Uh, so you know, gonna go out. Kind of keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, not gonna dance today. Since we've got to go there, I don't want to poke the bear, kick the hornet's nest, but just would like to share a story with you. In the early 1500s, the town of Strasbourg, which I believe eventually became part of Austria or Germany, they were infected with the dancing plague. And the dancing plague went on for about four months where people danced uncontrollably. And medical professionals then, medical professionals now have no idea of what caused the dancing plague. Um, in fact, uh, almost 400 people died uh, due to exhaustion, heart attacks, or strokes because they could not stop dancing. Now, I know you think I'm being uh, fictional. Look it up. Dancing plague, Strasbourg, early 1500s. Until we talk again, Lancer Nation, a brief history lesson, a little baseball, that's what I did. So have a great weekend. Gary Smith, just hilarious. I apologize for the wind there. Uh, I didn't realize it was that strong until I started listening through my headphones there. But, yes, uh, thank you to Shelly Barnes of Lenore Community College, Gary Smith there. And, again, seven wins in a row for uh, Lenore Community College and uh, your chance to get to see them this Wednesday at 2 o'clock at Lancers Field. Uh, and then they will have a week off. They'll uh, return to play a week later at Pitt Community College. So, uh, again, that's going to be a huge, huge, huge series. Can't wait to uh, see what happens in that. Uh, goodness gracious, we're over a little bit of time here in our monologue, but I do want to get uh, some Friday results. And I got to tell you, Junius Smith third in ENC moments is tearing it up, man. The only place this morning that you can find uh, the schedule for this week's games at encmoments.com, Junius up early because I can tell you I checked at 6.30 and it wasn't up. Then I checked at 6.50 and guess what? That son of a gun had this week's schedules up and he had all the stuff from uh, Friday night's games too. Let's hit those real quick. How about this? Uh, North Lenore and South Lenore play. North Lenore comes away with an 11-1 to win in Wheat Swamp Friday night. It was the 17th consecutive regular season win against South Lenore for the Hawks. Dating back to March the 20th, 2013, according to JS3. Good research there for him. Uh, North Lenore is now 7-2 and two overall. They're 4-1 and one in conference play, and South Lenore falls to 5-4 and four overall. They're 3-2 and two in the East Central 2A. As big as that was, and heck, that's a big win, how about Kenston High School? Uh, they broke a 20-game losing streak. They uh, went to Seven Springs. They come away with a 12 to five win at seven Springs, uh, against spring Creek. Congratulations to uh, all the folks over there. Uh, a big win for Kenston high school. They're now one and eight overall, uh, spring Creek fell to Oh, and seven Bethel fell at home, uh, fr- or fell on the road, uh, Friday night at Wilson Christian in nine innings. They lose that game eight to seven 
Bethel Christian Academy is now six and three. Green Central won their seventh game in a row with a ten to nothing win over Aiden Grifton. Today's baseball games, we've got a pair. We'll just do it. In, I'm doing them straight from uh, encmoments.com because uh, Junius Smith Third just does such a great job over there. Uh, and thank thank you, Junius, for uh, having this out there uh, before the show started. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, at 4.30 today, Parrot Academy travels to John Paul II. South Lenore at 5 o'clock travels to Eastern Wayne. Uh, Bethel Christian uh, goes to Southside Christian. That's at 6 o'clock. And then at 7 o'clock tonight, Green Central travels to Washington for an Eastern Plains 2A matchup. Uh, softball, softball from Friday night. Uh, Bethel won. Aiden Grifton won. We've got two games tonight. Parrot Academy is uh, in Greenville against John Paul II. Aiden Grifton travels to Eastern Wayne. Girls soccer, uh, unfortunately, I should have that score for you, and I don't have that for you, but I can tell you there are a couple of games tonight. Parrot Academy is at John Paul II, uh, and then South Lenore is at Eastern Wayne. Uh, the Parrot game is at 4.30. The South Lenore game is at 6 o'clock. Okay, let's get uh, Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us. Before we do that, let's thank Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly in uh, Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by my good friend and local sports riding legend, Keith Spence, and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car serviced or when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hank show sent you. And, uh, man, there was so much local stuff, uh, so much, uh, college stuff and our, our local guys doing great in the NBA. I'm running a little bit late here, but never fear. We've got the great Mark Panicelli, the Dean of ENC sports talk host with us right now this morning here on the Brian Hank show. How are you doing me amigo? I'm doing great. I hope you are happy Monday, happy Monday to you. And, uh, I, I we have got so much to talk about. Well, first, how was your weekend, my friend? Yeah, it was good. I hope, I hope yours was. I did. I spent the whole weekend essentially out at ECU. Dude, I got it. Okay, I, I've saved this for you because I didn't really talk. As much as I talked about my monologue, I didn't really get to uh, talk about the spring fling on Friday. As you, as you remember, I did the show from there on uh, yeah. Friday. It aired, it aired uh, not just here on uh, 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com, but on the great 252 ESPN network uh, of stations. And, uh, man, I had a blast. I mean, you, you heard me uh, chomping on sausage. Well, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean. Chomping on sausage first thing in the morning on uh, on your or, you know, on the show. But, man, it got even better. Myself, our mutual good friend Brian North, and then the sheriff of Lenore County, Jackie Rogers, they ask us to judge a chopped competition. Are you familiar with chopped, Mark Panicelli? Um, it sounds delicious. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like you got fed over the weekend, huh? Dude, fed's an understatement. Well, I had never heard, I, and this is, I admitted it on the show last week, and I, I studied up a, a little bit on it before I went out to judge the competition on uh, Saturday or co-judge it with the sheriff and with Brian North. But what ha- what they do is... You, they give you four unique ingredients just that you have to 
turn into a meal. You have to uh, yeah. use those ingredients with whatever you have in your pantry, whatever you brought with you. And they had eight of these premier cook teams that were part of uh, Spring Fling. But check it out, dude. This is what the ingredients are, okay? Or what they were. And they didn't tell them about it beforehand. They gave them the four ingredients, and then they had to turn it into something palatable, which, by the way, well, we'll get to that in a moment. It was just so awesome. But, Mark, the four ingredients were – uh, this jalapeno sausage, which God bless America, man. It was so freaking good, dude. Uh, but this jalapeno sausage, a block of, uh, cheddar cheese, an orange juice box and a peep, you know what the, the peeps are, right? The marshmallow peeps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to incorporate those four ingredients into their, uh, into their meal. And my God, dude. It was so amazing. Some people melted down the peep and uh, and used the orange juice as sort of a drizzle over the stuff they made, and it was amazing, dude. We had everything from like meatballs that they use and uh, that they use, you know, the sausage in and all that. To uh, the the plate that won or the the one that won was like a it had a noodle base to it, like a like almost a macaroni looking noodle base. But uh, they they sautéed up the uh, sausage with the orange juice from the orange juice box and uh, melted down, like I said, the peep and poured that over the whole thing. And, dude, I know you're probably sitting there here as we're recording this here and as we're doing it live here at 730 in the morning on a Monday morning. And I, I what do you think when you hear that, dude? I'm going to trust people that have the culinary skills. <laughs> I mean, as you were you were going through those, I mean, okay, the the sausage, okay, I could probably, and then you had cheese. What was what was the third one? The third one was uh, uh, the the juice box. The uh, juice box, yeah. okay. And then I'm still like, okay, well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but then you hit me with with peach, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of lost here, but uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna trust that people can do it. I, I don't think I could. I think the peep would have definitely thrown me off. When's the next um, time you're? When's the next time you're having North on? I know he's one of your regular guests on uh, the drive with Mark Panicelli. When's his next appearance? Uh, it will be, I believe, uh, the week after next because uh, we usually have him on Fridays. But it's Good Friday. Oh yeah, Brian. So uh, um, we're revealing that I'm not working on Friday <laughs> right here on your show. I love it. I love so. it. Well, we will just remember put file that back in the back here. That that'll give you a good little topic to talk about for five minutes because, dude, as you know, I mean, and I can be out there a little bit, and uh, the sheriff, I guess, you know, can be out there. Man, Brian North said the three judges in dude. The last time I judged something at at uh, with the True Smoke Barbecue, they put me in a building away from everybody, you know, which we had fun. Dude, they had us at a table out there in the middle of everybody. At one point, dude, we're surrounded by, and I'm not exaggerating here, Mark. I bet 75 to 80 people were around us watching us eat, watching. And I mean, I'm trying to cover up my scores because I don't want anybody to, you know, feel bad about, you know, what. Because I will say this, of the eight, one of them failed the, uh, <laughs> failed the assignment badly okay and we'll just leave it at that and i'm not revealing any names and i know my true smoke people listen to the show and they're going to be like hey who was it dude what there was one that i literally took one bite out of and i was like oh no oh no 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 then i was like you know well maybe i took a bite out of the wrong side of it so no so then i took another bite out of the other side of it dude and it was 
it was abysmal and it got my lowest score and it wasn't just me i added up all the scores then all three of us pretty much agreed that uh this one this one uh competitor uh, just <clears throat> didn't do a good job but where i was going with that is dude your boy north man our boy north i'll call him that he's he's our boy dude he was the star of the show if it had been chopped the competition on tv mark you would have been proud of north because he was a center of attention everybody was getting their picture taken with him it's very rare and you know me man i pride myself as being you know mr lenora county mr kinston dude it's very rare when i'm in a group of three people and i am by far the least popular of the three of us dude but north you'd have been proud of him man he killed it dude oh no the north effect i mean it's uh it's a it's a it's a real thing. Um, I, I I may have told this, and I won't tell. I mean, it's not really a, a whole story to tell, but I think I'd worked uh, and had been doing the show here for maybe five years. But to my then sister-in-law, it, I hadn't arrived until she had realized that I knew who Brian, that Brian North knew me, and somehow I mean that's when I had arrived. Uh, as a sports person, so yeah, no, dude, the Brian North effect. Uh, so good, good for all the people there, because I mean, uh, he's definitely Mister Popular. You know, when he walks into the room. Oh, so. and he let me tell you, he ruled the roost at. Uh, and I think the sheriff would say the same thing. Sheriff Jackie Rogers, who listens to this show too, would say the same thing that uh, it was good though. You know, I mean, it usually I find myself having to, you know, whatever, be the entertainer. And it was cool just to, you know, to sit back, Mark. And I mean, I know you're the same way you do. A, uh, you've done a radio show for 15, 16, 17 years now. And, you know, you're the guy who has to, you know, you know, be the dancing monkey and, you know, get out there and ha 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 ha, you know, it was good to be able to sit back and, uh, let, let North be the dancing monkey, you know, not that he's a monkey or that he was dancing, but just, he is so beloved, man. You know, he, and I know I got here only 20 years ago, uh, but, and he was way, way popular at this point, but I'm talking about Skip Waters, uh, who, uh, just was Mr. Eastern North Carolina. And I, I don't care what the other TV stations try to say. There was nobody like Skip Waters. I swear, Mark, I, I'm not so sure, Brian, and I mean this in the most 100% positive way possible. Brian North is turning into Skip Waters, isn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, from the, uh, I guess, from the, the community Q rating. Is that a good way to that use it? That is a like very the, good uh, way, yes. Uh, but, yes, he has, um, I, and, and again, I mean, no disrespect to anybody else that works in the industry, but I mean, I think he's, I mean, I, I again, I don't have figures in front of me, but I would say his, he, he's the biggest personality yeah. uh, in, in our, in our area, in our market uh, that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he probably can't go to food line uh, <laughs> I like that. without someone at least saying, Hey, it's Brian North. Um, but uh, probably couldn't happen to a better down to earth person. Oh, no, uh, you're absolutely you know, right. No, you're, and I hate to, I'm talking over you, but I got to say this too. Well, and I don't know if you've had this experience with him, but you know, I was a sports editor at the free press from 2002 to 2008, got over on the news side from, uh, 08 to 16, but what would drive me crazy and North, I know is going to be listening to this and he knows that I've told him before myself. But I'd, you know, let's let's use North North and South North as an example. Uh, I'd be at a North North South North game, 
come in, be sitting behind the scores table, taking my notes, you know, doing the game and all that. And, uh, you know, it would be, uh, I don't know, uh, in the second quarter of the game. And Brian North would walk in, Mark Panicelli. And, oh, my God, <laughs> the whole gym, you would hear, Brian North, clap, 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 Brian North. And I was like, you son of a gun's here. I've been here, and I go to every single game. Brian North peeks in for 10 minutes, shoots a little bit of video, and he's on to the next game, and he gets a standing ovation everywhere he goes, man. But but you know what? He deserves it because he's worked his tail off to get that recognition, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's he's – He's he's the guy. I mean, I, dude, I still go to Newburn games, man. Stop me at the gate. Hey, who are you? Why do you have all these bags? Where are you trying to get in here? I'm like, oh, I'm just doing the game for the radio station. <laughs> and how long have you been there doing that now? Right. Uh, good, you know, 15 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, but, no, he, he, he definitely has that, um, you know, that, you know, that effect of, uh, you know, just people know him and, and and they love him, uh, and uh, he's gone from sports to, I mean, and God bless him. I mean, he, he starts on television every morning at 4.30. Now, mind you, I know you're getting up and doing the workout regimen, <laughs> but, I mean, he's got to be TV on, too. Like, not just, dude, you and I can go, go do a radio show and still have pajama pants on. <laughs> yeah, ask and, me what I'm wearing right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm not going to do that. I always feel weird when I'm on the phone and I'm like, what are you wearing? <laughs> wait, well, well, I'm Mark. Mark, I'm going to ask you. You ready? What wait, are wait, you wait, wearing? No, no, no. no. I, let's not do this. Let's not do this. <laughs> wait a minute. I, okay, I have to. Are you wearing pants? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay, good, oh, good, definitely. good, good. I thought this, it was going to get really weird. Hey, no, man, no, no, what are you no. wearing? Uh, <laughs> my, anybody anybody that suit. knows me. <laughs> I'm wearing one of my favorite uh, Adidas track pants this morning. Uh, Wait a minute. Do you have um, a shirt on? Yes. Okay. God, okay. Yes. Oh, I mean, I know. I'm from Vanceboro. It's fair question. Fair question. <laughs> Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN joining us here this morning on the Brian Hanks Show as he does every Monday. And, man, we've dude, we spent 12 minutes talking about Brian North, okay? What in the world? Hey, well, we want people to tune in. This is the Brian North Fan <laughs> Podcast, and we're here Monday through Friday. Hey, you know, you I'm going to put, things. dude, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Okay. Okay. I love it. Hey, maybe I'll That'll get a couple great. more listens. There you go. Hey, let's jump into it, dude. And uh, NCAA tournament, and I've got to ask you. And this is gonna. Did you watch the women's tournament championship yesterday? Uh, yes. Uh, not not all. Uh, Sunday afternoon, so busy. There's so much going on. So I did some channel surfing uh, yesterday. But yes, I watched a lot more of the Friday night South Carolina Iowa game. Okay. Uh, than the national champ- championship game, but I did watch uh, a ton of uh, of the LSU uh, Iowa game as well. But uh, but yeah, uh, look, I watched more women's college basketball this weekend than I had all season. So. Uh, good for women's basketball. I think it was a really good show. Um, you know, certainly, certainly uh, a lot of headlines. You know, coming off of this from yesterday. So, uh, 
What's your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you watched it yesterday. I did. Well, I watched the second half. I was I, I worked at ECU all weekend, and uh, so by the time I got back, it was already in the second half. Uh, but yes, I did watch it. Here is my first question, and we're gonna. I can't believe. Uh, don't fall out of your chair if you're sitting in a chair, listeners, or you, Panicelli. But we're gonna talk a lot of NCAA women's basketball here over the next few minutes, uh, which I've, I can quite honestly say, dude. I know you've done your show for fifteen plus years. I've only been on for a little over three. I've never talk women's NCAA tournament basketball before. But guess what? That's what you're getting, listeners. I'm not so sure, Mark Panicelli, that tonight's men's national championship, and I know it's on broadcast TV, it's on CBS, but dude, and I and yesterday's game was on uh, ABC, I'm not so sure the number isn't going to be higher for yesterday's game than it's going to be for tonight. Your thoughts on that? Man, that'll be interesting to see, um, you know. I had like a bunch of jokes ready too, <laughs> uh, to just go into, um, you know, one, yes, well, that should show you how, you know, we're talking about women's college basketball on this championship Monday, um, which, you know, is well deserved. I mean, uh, but, but, uh, you know, all that being said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what, you know, what the numbers are, uh, but, you know, between the two of these, I, and again, I, I, I'm not super, especially now that Florida A Florida A and M and the and the ACC team Miami are out of it. For me, like my personal fandoms are, are certainly not really honed in on tonight's game. But but you know, again, I would like to see and what a coup that would be for women's basketball if they beat out the men's game in TV ratings. Well, did you see, and by the way, dude, I love it. You said Florida A&M, it was Florida Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> Is it really the same thing? No, it's not. Oh, it's okay. Not. The Florida a and the Rattlers. Uh, and so, you know, it's not the same school, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> Directional Florida school, Central Florida, South Florida. Florida Atlantic, Florida Pacific. Yeah, I mean, I know. They all run together for me too, dude. there you go but uh how surprised were you let's get let's go back to friday night you said you watched a lot of friday night i didn't get to see any of that uh but uh caitlin clark and iowa upsetting south carolina who by the way i threw this little nugget out i saw this over the weekend did you know there were 2.5 million espn brackets that were turned in what percentage of those do you think that uh that people picked South Carolina to win the national championship in women's basketball. Of uh, that, your guess there, Mark. Hmm. I'm going to say 25 percent. Much higher. Much higher. Wow, 50. Much higher. You're still not there yet. Wow. Okay, 75. I'm just going to go ahead and stop you there. 91 percent of oh brackets. How crazy is that, dude? And I read it on ESPN itself, so this isn't conjecture or hyperbole. 91% of brackets that were turned in at ESPN had South Carolina winning the national championship. How insane is that? Wow. I mean, well, they <laughs> they were right in on the, you know, whatever out. You know, I think it ended at 40, 42 consecutive games. They were the defending champions. And then you looked at total team, and I mean, they 
they were the team to beat. And, uh, and I make no excuses for Iowa because LSU played a great game and they held uh, Iowa at length. But I, I wondered if Iowa – that was such an emotional game on Friday night. Um, and it, I, I wonder if the Hawkeyes were a little spent uh, at the end of beating South Carolina, which, you know, was its own accomplishment. And because LSU definitely seemed like they were a step ahead of them in the championship game, you know, without question. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, wow. So South Carolina, 91%. <laughs> That's the reason I'm, I got, I'm, you gave me a chuckle when you said 25. I was like, no, 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 my friend. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, we, you know, we used to like the men's game where we talk about eight or nine teams. And then, of course, we've got a bunch of people that apparently actually picked this as the national championship game, which, you know, hey. nobody in their right mind picked it. <laughs> There's no, no, this was not, this was not planned. If so, you know anyway. one of those people that picked this as their national championship game, buy their air flight or their uh, you know their flight for them, pay for their hotel room, and take those son of a guns to Vegas with you, right? Yes, I mean you better <laughs> listen to them. Take take their gambling advice. There I, I don't know that's uh, that's absolutely just insane. But uh, but I know that one point one percent of people that did the women's bracket had this as their, uh, or Iowa LSU as their championship game to give you a contrast. And Iowa and LSU were both, you know, fairly good teams. So that's, that shows you how one-sided, I guess, the perception of women's basketball has been and has been that. For years, it was UConn that couldn't be beat. Um, and now, you know, we've circled around to where it's South Carolina. So... Um, yeah, it I was do Tennessee. Think tell, tell, tell the kids it was Tennessee before Connecticut. Remember? Oh, that's right. Uh, I mean, uh, Tennessee kind of started the uh, the standard many many years ago before yep. before UConn kind of took it over and you know had like the top ten recruits in the country go there and play, uh, which was always crazy, wasn't it? UConn always fielded like you know seven out of the top ten recruits in the country every year. That, that so it's definitely, it definitely has more parity now than it's had uh, in its history in co- women's college basketball, for sure. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And that voice you to Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN and The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. on. I'm just going to say on 107.5 because it doesn't matter where you're at in Lenore County, you can pick up either the New Bern 107.5 or the Greenville 107.5. So, but you can listen to him, like I said, Monday through. Oh, I'm sorry. This week, Monday through Thursday, right? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, we got we got we got day baseball on Thursday uh, with uh, with the Washington Nationals. So and then your show is going to get moved up on Wednesday to uh, to four o'clock as there is more day baseball. <laughs> Welcome to baseball world. Uh, we'll have some afternoon games before it turns into June and July, and then all the games will move to seven o'clock because nobody really needs to be outside in the summer at one o'clock in the afternoon. 
So, no, they do not. That is for sure. Absolutely. So, wow. Monday through Wednesday this week, you can listen to Mark Panicelli on 107.5 here in Lenore County. Two more questions. Like I said, dude, we've got so much. I can't believe we, Brian North, we can, we spent 12 minutes on you, so it's cutting in everything else. But, uh, okay, two questions left about the women's uh, basketball, and I can't believe I'm getting ready to ask this question, but what did you think about Kim Mulkey's outfits throughout the tournament? Um, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? I did not. I did not. Um, um, I wish I could remember the Alabama coach, but, um, God, I'm really going to show my age here, but there used to be this coach. I think it was Gene Cady, uh, coach Purdue for all those years. And he just used to wear these obnoxious sports jackets. Um, I don't know. You know, look, I, I think it's very offensive for me to talk about, um, a, a woman's, uh, uh, clothes. Uh, she's very, you know, she's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's very flamboyant, very flamboyant outfits. I think yesterday, what does she have on? Like some sort of goldish, uh, suit. So she's uh, she's a character, and then you know now won national championships with two different schools. So yep. uh, pr- pretty impressive. But no, it's very um, it's very as I said flamboyant. I'll just go with that. So that, that that's a good way to any, put it. Well, anybody's palate. So. Well, if this makes you feel any better, so Linda's watching the championship game with me yesterday, and you know <laughs> that, and she even said, "What is she wearing?" <laughs> Which she didn't even see Friday night's game when she had on the the thing with the big puffy shoulders and all that. Anyway, you're right. We're getting away from that, sports. To- that was no, 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 no. Look, you know, again, again, I. It's different. It's it's, it's different, and there's nothing to compare it to. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I. It's funny that you brought it up because I, you know, and again, if this offends anybody, we apologize. It's just unique. I was trying to think of somebody else, like in men's sports, like a like a coach that maybe dresses like that. Well, maybe and not I can't men's sports. Well, Craig Sager, remember, uh, used to dress, but I mean, he wasn't a coach. Sager, yeah, yeah, he wasn't a coach. No, no, but, no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, but he was yeah, good no, on I, TNT. Yeah, yeah. He he had the great vintage game. He had very much uh, like him and Kramer shop at the same vintage store <laughs> in, in Greenwich Village or something like that. But. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I can't think of anybody that's uh, that, that's comparative to Miss Miss Mulkey. There you uh, go. And her and her and her and her flamboyant uh, outfit. So there you go. It works. It does. I mean, hey, it's got us talking about it on a Monday morning. So there you go. Uh, I didn't have all this in my notes, by the way. So you have really, <laughs> you know, the Brian North, you know, to Kim Mulkey. <laughs> And uh, I didn't have enough. There's not enough Kevin. That's the one time you can't connect it with six degrees to Kevin Bacon uh, is uh, Kim Mulkey to Brian North. You're right about that. Okay, well, last question, and it's what is just, I mean, I heard it on uh, CBS Sports Radio this morning when uh, while I was prepping for my show. I'm sure uh, your boys over at ESPN and Bristol were talking about it too, but at the end of the game, the Angel Reese uh, doing the, the John Cena you know, you can't see me and then pointing at a ring finger. Your thought, I want your thoughts on that. I gave mine in my monologue. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um, 
<laughs> you know, you know, it's such a touchy thing. I gotta say, uh, you know, a lot of petty in this uh, in this final four this year for for the for the women's side. And um, you know, look, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know it. it, it you know, my, my honest opinion, look, I think Caitlin Clark is very emotional. I think she definitely can be outspoken. Um, I think the gestures, while essentially uh, Reese is doing the same thing that Kay- Caitlin Clark did uh, in previous games, probably not to that extent. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I, I, I thought, you know, she kind of went out of her way there as the, as the clock's winding down to try to get in front of Caitlin's face to do the uh, John Cena and then point at her ring finger. Um, and, again, it's it's interesting to see the, you know, how people are reacting to it. Um, I'm always for uh, smack talk, uh, but I'm also for, I mean, look, this is my only problem with the, with the way uh, – Reese handled it was she did the gesture more than one time and then she kind of went way out of her way uh, to do it and if I have to you know do you know the comparisons you just don't you know like I said you don't really see you know champions do that so I could see where maybe a lot of people felt like you know probably went too far in the end it's just a gesture Um, you know it wasn't as if there were fisticuffs and brawling or any sort of, you know, maliciousness beyond, you know, the gesture, but certainly heated. And I mean, when you're, you know, in the spotlight as, you know, Caitlin Clark's been in the spotlight all year and has been essentially America's darling. Um, you know, I think that definitely set some animosity, uh, you know, and, uh, but, but like I said, I mean, it's, it was probably a little unnecessary to go to that length. But I'm not, you know, I'm not that committed to, to sit here and because I know a lot of people went all on uh, Reese uh, on Twitter. I think I think classless was trending yesterday on Twitter. Oh God! Um, and so, you know, like I said, in the end, you know, it's just, you know, it's really, you know, petty trash talk. And I mean, it's it's, you know, look. Uh, it, in the end, it's not as big a deal as it, you know, like I said, this isn't, you know, like I said, if they had ended this in some sort of, you know, physical fight, I think that would have been horrific. But, you know, just, just a little salt in the wound, you know, yeah. a little, 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 little smack talk. I mean, look, Caitlin Clark's going to come back for another year. You know, let this be her motivation, the chip on her shoulder, uh, you know, because I'm pretty sure she would, would love to, uh, finish with that championship. Uh, so you just go from there. So, uh, but I think it, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. What I said in the mon- my monologue was I don't like, I, and I love that you and I are kind of on both sides of the aisle of this in the, you know, uh, theatrics and, uh, what was the, I can't remember the word you use, uh, but, uh, smack talk or whatever. I mean, and you know, I, I, I like it a little bit, but see, I never liked the, uh, uh, the fab five, when, you know, they used to do all that in Michigan and, you know, the, 
you know, just the theatrics. I just didn't like it. I don't like it when Caitlin Clark does it. Okay. I mean, I think right. it's, I think it's unnecessary. Maybe when you get to the pros, that's one thing, but at a college level, which is just, you know, one step up from a high school or a prep level, I've never been a fan of it. So when I saw these highlights of her doing that, I mean, I verbally said, I, I don't like this. Why is she doing that? I mean, she, you know, and I wasn't that familiar with her ever growing legend or whatever, but I still didn't like it. And so when Angel Reese did it, I thought, well, it's a little bit over the top, but it's no more than what Caitlin Clark did. She rubbed it into South Carolina there. And I mean, they, all you got to do, and I, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I saw highlights from it where she was doing that as she's walking off the court and almost bumped into a South Carolina player doing her little John Cena. And I was like, oh my God, that is just incredibly classless. I mean, I can't believe, you know, they're already hurting enough that they've lost their first game of the year and their, what, first game in 40 games or something like that. You know, you really don't need to, to rub it in. And then when Angel Reese did it, I felt the same way. I was like, you know, why do this? You know, but my point being, if it's all right for Caitlin Clark to do it, and I saw so many people, Mark, say that, oh, oh, look, look how spunky she is, and oh, she's got personality, and this just shows, you know, uh, just how personable she is. But then when Angel Reese does it, oh, oh, she's class. Like you said, it was trending on Twitter yesterday. She's classless. She's just showing, you know, blah blah blah. Dude, what is the difference between Caitlin Clark doing it and Angel Reese doing it? Yeah, it's it, you know, and and, and <laughs> again, it's it, it's mind-boggling. In the end, it takes the, and this is why ultimately uh, none of this really matters because yeah. it takes away from the from the basketball that actually got played over the weekend and the fact that we're actually talking about women's college basketball on championship Monday for the men, (laughs) which has happened zero times. Yep. It's zero times. Well, yeah, you've done 15 national championships. That's what I was getting ready to ask you. You've worked in the history of my professional broadcasting (laughs) career. This is the most women's basketball I've ever taught. I swear. Well, that's all. That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, you've done 15, 16 national championship Mondays on your show. Have you ever even, I mean, maybe you would throw the score out, but have you given more than 90 seconds to a women's national championship game on men's national championship day? To tie the numbers together, I'm willing to bet you <laughs> 91% of the time ah! that we didn't even talk about it. I didn't even mention the score of the, of the game. And, and again, this is not me trying to be dis- – it's just, as a fan, it, it's not been on my radar. And I, as I said, commendable. I think it was the perfect storm. It, it was Final Four weekend. The men's Final Four lacked that uh, that appeal to us, right? That whatever Genesee qua, that certain <laughs> I don't know what, that, that kind of keeps us locked in. And the women's Final Four had a lot more of – that pizzazz that uh you know we wanted to check in and see what was going on so uh here we are on monday talking about women's basketball well i'm breaking down uh your appearance here as we've got literally two minutes left in the first hour here mark we talked about brian north for 12 minutes we've talked women's basketball championship for 21 minutes okay so that's the breakdown of our 33 minutes that we've talked so far okay 
Never, never thought. We are versatile, <laughs> are we not? It's, we are. It's not anything. Well, let's spend the last 90 seconds of the, of your appearance here today, dude. Uh, talking about tonight's national championship game, uh, San Diego State taking on uh, UConn. And UConn, again, just uh, uh, their closest game of the tournament was on Saturday, but a 13-point win over Miami. And a game that, honestly, and I think you'll agree with me on this, really wasn't even that close. Is it just going to be UConn by a landslide tonight against the Aztecs? It's the way it feels. And the one game I was looking forward to turned out to exactly what you talked about, unwatchable, and UConn just spanked Miami on Saturday. The other game was fantastic. It, was. it looked as if Florida a and I'm sorry, just joking, <laughs> Florida Atlantic, <laughs> it was going to win that game. And what a great comeback and a buzzer beater. Uh, for for San Diego State, I think San Diego State can can match UConn's physicality, but I think ultimately UConn is going to win this game. And uh, you know, congratulations, uh, UConn. You know, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I I don't know. It feels like a UConn walk to me. It does to me too. And uh, again, the number one thing I can't wait for, I don't know if it would come out as early as tomorrow, but probably by Wednesday, the latest, I can't wait to see what the numbers are. The ratings numbers are for the women's national championship yesterday on ABC against uh, CBS tonight uh, for the men's national. The men may win, but I tell you what, it's going to be a lot closer than folks think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. Deep down, I wish I could. I don't know how to do it. I, I wish I could do the John Cena to the men's <laughs> championship game or maybe the other way where I, I, I can't see you. Like, I, I don't want to see you. But no, that being said, I'm going to watch tonight. Come on, Aztec. Make it a game tonight. Make it a fun game. Make it, uh, you know, make it, you know, that, that's the beauty of college basketball and especially this tournament. This has been the tournament. Uh, of the underdog, the tournament of the unexpected. So why change the narrative now, college basketball? Please don't make Brian and I (laughs) – make Brian and I stay up tonight. Make Brian and I stay up tonight. You know what I mean? Don't. I, I'm going to watch the you, first half. I am going to watch the first half, Mark. But if it's, okay. if it's 10, 12, 15 points at halftime, uh, my tired butt's going to be in bed by uh, 10, 15 probably. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And they probably don't start this game until like 10 minutes before you, you want to go to bed. Well, so. Let me tell you, I had it pulled up here earlier. It's set to start, <laughs> dude, dude. It's set to start at 920 tonight on CBS. What is this, an NBA West Coast game? I tell you, man, I'm just 920 p.m. tonight. San Diego State, UConn for the men's national championship from Houston. Dude, Mark Panicelli. <laughs> Again, we literally gave four minutes to the national men's national championship game. Uh, what what was it you called it again? I got to put it in the show notes. The Brian North. What was it again? You the called Brian it? North fans podcast. <laughs> How about Brian North super fans? Let's 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 add something special to it. We're the Brian North super fans. I he's love got it. fans, and then he's got super fans. Wait a minute. Does he have a fans only though? Or OnlyFans account. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Yeah, me too. Panicelli, dude, you are the man. Thank you so much. Can't wait to join you on your show. Uh, when, now, are we doing Wednesday afternoon? 
Yeah, it'll be more like Wednesday evening. Uh, Six o'clock will be on a little bit later than normal, though. Day baseball. Go Nationals. Go Nationals, indeed, and go Mark Panicelli, and go Brian North OnlyFans. No, no, Brian North Fans <laughs> oh, Podcast. Oh, fans Podcast. I'm so sorry I got it mixed yes. up, man. Panicelli, thank yes. you so much, dude. All right. <laughs> there you go. That's Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN. Coming up in our next hour, the beautiful, the lovely, the talented Richie Honeycutt on The Brian Hanks Show.